Thanks for tuning in to Multipliers Minute. Here with your leadership key, I'm Emily James, founder of Multipliers Leadership. These leadership lessons will empower you to develop your passion and multiply your influence so you can lead well. Well, welcome to Multipliers Minute, Multipliers Leadership Podcast. Uh, We're here today on our Stories That Empower series, and I have a special guest uh, with me today, and we're going to be talking about a very important topic in our life and our leadership, but on today's podcast, I have Lori Hartshorn here with me. She is uh, the host of 700 Club Canada. She's a speaker and she's going to be talking with us today. So welcome to the podcast, Lori. Thanks for having me. It's so good uh, to have you here on the podcast. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, uh, what you do, and a little bit about your journey getting to where you are now. That sounds like I've arrived. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say that um, I have a diversity of experience. And as far as my leadership journey, if we want to talk, you know, about that, I really started as a teacher and I feel like I'm still a teacher. And I worked in education for over 21 years. That makes me feel very old. Um, I mainly taught junior intermediate in those years, but I also was the development director at a private school. So it was really a new um, field for me with that of really fundraising. And we went into a capital campaign. I knew nothing, zero Zippo. And so I was a you know teacher educator and also learning this whole new world of leadership in the area of development. And God has taken those kind of two things and then led me out of there into, I led Equip Leadership Canada. So Mm -hmm. John Maxwell is the founder of that. And I raised the money, interesting. And I sent and equipped leaders and I taught leadership across Canada. And uh, so there's my teaching development fundraising Mm -hmm. thing happening there. And then from there, I really launched, because I was speaking all over Canada, I really launched my own speaking ministry, which has a lot to do with me just being a Bible teacher. That's my true passion and telling my own personal story and journey, uh, which includes our family journey. I won't go into in this podcast, but, you know, just getting really real and honest um, with people, not just as a leader, but as a person and what God was doing in my life. And then I went from there, started my own consulting business, Better Today Consulting, worked with many Christian ministries across Canada. Um, And now I am at, oh, and I pastored five years, five years. I pastored at what was C4 Church, now called Sanctus Church. And I was their connections pastor, discipleship pastor, uh, adult ministries pastor. (laughs) I don't change every year. And now, right? Uh, So there's that pastor and teaching, mm-hmm. speaking. I was speaking there and now I host a daily TV show, 700 Club Canada. So I say I get to share the gospel every day on TV across our nation. And I don't know how that happened. It was a God assignment and I'm, I'm loving it. So it's a great privilege. It's incredible to see, uh, this has been sort of a thread in the stories that empower series of just how different we're in different seasons and different parts of our life but yet they're all weaved together and it just goes to show you how god's got such a greater plan than we could even think or imagine 
you know, for our life. But in talking about that, one of the things when we were talking about, you know, setting up this podcast and having you on is one of the things you said to me is, uh, we're going to be talking about our identity in Christ today. And you said that is the, let's really dive into that because that's the foundation of everything else. So as we discuss that today, why discovering or knowing, understanding our identity in Christ is so important to our life and then our leadership as well. What do we mean when we're talking about the identity of Christ? Like what, when we say understanding our identity in Christ, what does that mean? What are we really saying? Well, that's a good question because I think it's important we don't just make some kind of assumption about that. Um, I actually just finished doing my master's in theological studies, so that was another side project I've been working on for seven years. Yay! I graduated <laughs> in COVID and had my online graduation. I saw my name roll across the screen. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, just to say my final project, I was so passionate about this topic Mm -hmm. uh, my thesis, really, I wrote what I maybe, uh, maybe I'm saying this too soon, but I plan on releasing a Bible study um, on this very topic because I believe if you do not understand who you really are mm -hmm. and your identity is actually, even the definition of identity refers to your own self-image, your own self-esteem. How do you see yourself? That's identity. How do you actually see yourself? And our identity in Christ then assumes that we see ourselves in relationship to Christ. Mm -hmm. So what difference does it mean to have an identity, a view of oneself rooted in our relationship with Christ? Because then you have to pause and say, well, our identity can be rooted or connected to many other things mm -hmm. other yeah. than Christ, right? Everybody has an identity. Mm -hmm. Maybe identity is their racial background. Maybe it's the geography and location where they grew up. Maybe it's their family heritage. Maybe your identity is rooted in what you do and how much you've accomplished, or the people that you know. I mean, there's many things your identity can be in. Mm -hmm. Blank, 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 fill in the blank. Right. So the fact that identity to me is how do you see yourself? If we have a relationship with Christ, then it changes everything about the way we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I feel in my own life, this has been a later learning in my life. I didn't feel I had too many people talking about it in my growing up, in my discipleship, in my spiritual journey. It was sort of like, oh yeah, you're in Christ. Yeah, you belong to Christ. Like you're saved. You're part of the family. Yay, you're going to heaven. Good for you. But it never really sunk in the power of it and mm -hmm. how it, if you really understand or see yourself, and I'm going to say this, the way that God sees Jesus. Mm -hmm. So our identity in Christ, it, being in relationship with Christ, first of all, if you come to a mirror and you look at yourself and you see a reflection, you have to ask yourself, what do I see back? Right. right? Mm -hmm. And you may look in a mirror, anyone within Christ or not in Christ, in relationship with Christ or not in relationship with Christ, 
if you're, when you look in a mirror, what do you see looking back at you? Do you see someone who's loved? Do you see someone mm -hmm. who's worthy? Do you see someone who has been made right? Do you see someone who, you know, is no longer afraid, that has confidence, that has purpose, that has meaning? How you view yourself in that mirror and what you see reflected back at you changes and affects the way you live. Mm -hmm, right. It affects the way you are as a person. So if we are in Christ, but we still come to the mirror and we look in the mirror and we see ourselves as the same old person who we used to be before we were in Christ, you know, that what, who was that person before you were in Christ? Well, scripture says the old is gone. The new has come, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? You're a not sort of new, not kind of maybe new, not you becoming new gradually. It actually says the old is gone. Right. The new has come. You are a new creation in Christ. So I think the question, if our identity is in Christ, if we are in relationship with Christ, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. That we're a brand new person. And so back to my illustration of a mirror, now when you're in Christ, it's like looking in a mirror and what you see reflected back at you is no longer in my thesis, I refer to this as a shattered image that we have a shattered view of ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have a distorted view of ourselves, even those who are in Christ. We don't see ourselves clearly. We still think we're the old person or we still struggle with the old things or, well, we're not really new. Like maybe we're not new till heaven. But I believe scripture teaches that when you are in Christ and you look in the mirror, looking back at you is the true reflection of Jesus Christ himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The one you are in Christ. So you aren't looking at your old self anymore. You are looking because you are to be an image bearer. We can unpack that a little bit more, but I'll just pause to say, if we are bearing God's image, if we're reflecting then who Jesus is, when you look at yourself now, who you really are, you should be defining yourself very clearly in the way that Christ, the way the father sees Jesus. Jesus is loved. Mm -hmm. He was fully accepted. He was fully righteous before God. He did not lead his life driven by fear, but rather by the confidence that he had in actually being filled with the Holy Spirit. He was powerful. He performed miracles. He had authority over the demonic. I mean, this is who we are if we actually believe that our identity is rooted or reflected in Christ. God mm -hmm. sees us mm -hmm. the same way he sees Jesus. Wow. And that changes everything. Mm-hmm. So that has been the journey that I have been on unpacking and trying to unpack in ways that will help people see themselves the way they ought to see themselves, the way scripture tells us we should see ourselves, the way the father sees you. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't see yourself that way, you will think you're still that old nature, that old struggling person. You will not understand the newness and identity in Christ that's available to you. And you will live uh, really powerless Christianity. Mm -hmm. 
You will not actually, it doesn't matter what you do, it's who you become no matter what you're doing. And right. when you have a clear view of what the father says about you, when he looks at Jesus, he looks at you the same way now. Think of that. Mm -hmm. Think of how that changes how you see yourself and what that, um, how that will affect then how you live. Yeah. You know, it makes me think how much of who we are comes before what we do right? We're so often yes. chasing purpose and calling, which is so important, but that actually comes out of identity. So if we haven't yes. uh, worked that out or figured that out, yeah. then we're chasing something that likely is not where God's calling us to, because our purpose and calling will come out of our identity in Christ and knowing who we are in him. So I want to unpack that a little bit because we've talked, we were, you were talking about, you know, uh, the, the reflection and what we see in ourselves. So, and you also talked a little bit about how we all have identity but what's our identity in Christ? And we could have identity in other things. I think so often, especially as leaders, it is in what we do or what our career is. So how do we know if our identity is something else other than in Christ? And how do we, what does our life look like as we become more like that reflection that we're seeing as we become more secure in our identity in Christ? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it really starts with knowing, really knowing who God is himself and who Jesus is. Because if you go back to Genesis, you see the true original intent of God's creation and our purpose and our role to be in a beautiful, loving, fully accepting relationship with the Father that brings joy and adventure and and an authority and purpose. Mm. We had purpose and meaning. And the father, you know, in the father's eyes. But because of the fall, then we've lost out the shattered image. We now do not have a clear understanding of who we are. So, really, the answer came Jesus comes to show us who we really are. Mm -hmm. So, the way it looks in our life is look at Jesus. Like, how did Jesus operate on this earth as a human? That is actually available, fully available to us. Now, some people say, oh, whoa, whoa, what are you saying? Like, we can't be perfect like Jesus. Well, actually, we're made perfect. We're made fully righteous, not just positionally, I will argue. A lot is just, oh, well, positionally, we're, God sees us that way, but we're not really because we still struggle with sin. Well, we could unpack that one a little bit more, but... The fact is, Jesus said, I look at me. I want you to live a life that looks like the way I live my life. Mm -hmm. So I think we know what it looks like if we're leading at that place. If more and more we believe it, right? Because the more you believe that you can actually live like Jesus lived, the more you will. Right. And it's not, it's about in his okay. power, it's in the Holy Spirit's power and Christ in you that enables you to. But the fact is, look at Jesus and ask yourself, am I responding with the way Jesus responded? Am I living my life? So you really have to get to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. it's, it's about an intimacy 
knowing Jesus so well that then you you become more like him. You think more like him. You you you're driven emotionally and your motives and that are in check more because you're reflecting more of the way, maybe that's good old saying, you know, what would Jesus do? But who was Jesus? Mm-hmm. It looks like a person who is fully loved, fully forgiven, not needing to prove anything, just is willing to do the work of the Father. It looks like a person who has an intimate relationship with the Father. It looks like a person who has joy and peace in their life. Jesus never went out to, other than to fulfill the will of the Father. When it looks like that, which I think is, again, our lifelong journey, but everything's available to us today to live like that. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait till, well, I get to heaven, then I've, no, actually right now on earth, I believe God is calling us to live out our identity and purpose the same way Jesus did. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's what it looks like. It looks like Jesus. Mm-hmm. And in order to kind live of a that high way, standard. Yeah. 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 And in order to live that way, you need to know who he is. And so our identity yeah. actually, and I talk a bit about this in the book, Get Over, I wrote a couple years ago, but our identity is actually more about who Jesus is than who we are, really, in that yeah. sense of of right who is on. Jesus and how do we reflect him right? And yes, I think right on. Yeah. I often think of the woman at the well when Jesus met her and just all that she carried in terms of who people said she was, who she believed she was. And yet God said, I am the living water and I am what you need yes. in this moment. Right. And yes. replacing yes. sort of uh, uh, what's happened to us, what we've done, what we've believed and replacing yeah. it with who is Jesus? What has he done? Yeah. And what does he say? Yeah. And, and yeah. so and what does he say that I am, right? Mm-hmm. Who does he say I am? Yeah. And believing you can say, well, that's Jesus. Yeah, that's Jesus. And we know Jesus lived that way. But like, but Jesus says, no, like, I've come to give you life to the full. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Romans 8, all of chapter Romans 8, is there's no condemnation to those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it goes on to talk about the power that we have to overcome fear that we're to live fully free in our life. But we often don't believe it. Right. It does come down to our belief system. Mm-hmm. And then that affects our actions and behaviors, right? So if we live or believe or have identified with an unforgiven person, we live unforgiven, right? We don't live in that forgiveness. Or if we carry that shame and guilt, we walk in that as opposed to a forgiven or an accepted or a loved person. So why, 100%. why is this so important um, as leaders, if we're leading people, how much of this affects our leadership and how does it affect our leadership? Well, I think that too many Christians go through life struggling and not realizing the truth of who they really are and then the divine purpose that's been given. So when you're given a role in leadership, you can actually think it's, you can miss out on in many ways, the opportunity Mm -hmm. that is there to reflect Christ Mm -hmm. in all that you do. You can look at it as this is just a job or a duty or, 
or maybe yay, I get a new position or title or opportunity to prove myself. And I think that's the, we get caught in, and all of us do, get caught mm -hmm. in really self-preservation is big for all of us, right? So we lead out of this place that we'll worry that we might not measure up, worry that we might not please people, worry that we might not be successful. I mean, all of those things can be against us, but when you come and you lead out of a place where you really know who you are in Christ, and that, and again, removes pride. It's not, a, it's not about you. It's actually about who God says you are. It's, it's the fact that who Jesus says that you are, then you come actually with greater humility, but also greater purpose and clarity that you view your leadership role as an opportunity to serve because that's how Jesus led. Mm. So mm -hmm. you understand, you look at your role as a leader more clearly through the lens of how Jesus led. And that frees you up. It's so freeing because it takes away a lot of those identity things that often we put on ourselves or other people put on us that we have to perform, we have to measure up, which was a lot of my own journey and struggle from a very young girl I share in this Bible study I'm writing. Like, I just wanted to measure up and just mm -hmm. prove that, you know, uh, people would approve of me or be, be heard or be seen. And for many people, that's their own experience. So you go through life accomplishing things or trying harder, but then you're actually missing out on the freedom that God gives you in serving mm -hmm. others rather than taking this heavy responsibility on yourself which wears you out you, you mm -hmm. trust me the older you get the more you realize being overly responsible and feeling that you have to be the savior to all people is a very unhealthy place to lead from mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's so good but to lead from a place of good perspective that you're loved and you're responsible to love others that the world will not fall apart by the way if, if you're not leading but if you're given that opportunity, lead like Jesus leads. And that servant mindset, that humility, that grace, mm -hmm. uh, the power and authority even that comes with that is so freeing because it's really what God will do. You lead at a place that has a lot less grip on you. Yeah. Um, it's a lot, it's a more generous place to lead out of. And you're kinder that. to yourself. Mm -hmm. I love that perspective of really understanding your identity is, it affects the people that you're leading, but it affects you as an individual as you lead and the pressure that it takes off of you as a leader to go, I'm okay not having all the answers. I'm not I'm okay knowing that, hey, I may not have an answer to this decision, but I know who to go to, you know, to help guide me in that way. And that actually releases a lot of leadership pressure off of you as a leader. And I think of every area of our life, even in relationships in general, and how that can, when we're securing our identity, how much that affects the people around us yeah. without us even realizing it. So what would Absolutely. you say? Absolutely. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you hit it on the head in that it affects every way you do relationship because leadership is about relationship. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. that's what leaders do. Leaders lead people. At least a real leader is leading people, not, not just running around with ideas of their own. 
you know, as John Maxwell says, you're just taking a walk, you know, but if you're really leading, people are following. Mm -hmm. And so it's really a relational leaders are leading people. So the way you relate to others has a lot to do with how you relate to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that I, I, I've really become to understand more deeply in my own life in this area that in, in understanding my true identity in Christ, one of the ways it's changed me is really not just knowing in my head that I'm loved and I'm forgiven. And I could list all the attributes and all that said in Ephesians and Romans and all the scripture that talks about all the ways in which I've been set free and given authority and know that in my head, but actually to experience it. Mm-hmm intimately in my relationship with Jesus has become so much richer to me in my own walk where I'm, ex- I'm in more connection with Jesus, where I'm hearing it personally from him, where I'm listening to him in prayer, where I'm, I believe it more for myself because when scripture says, you know, um, love others as you love yourself, I believe I was never taught to love myself because mm. that was very self-centered but the scripture is very clear that loving yourself, if you're in Christ, I mean, why would you have any self-hatred? Mm-hmm. Why would you you would love yourself and take care of yourself and feel worthy to be nurtured and cared for? Too many leaders lead out of a place where they don't have good, you know, appropriate self-love, self-care. Mm-hmm. They're not even loving themselves properly and God loves us and he wants us to love others as we love ourselves. So Mm -hmm. if you can't love yourself, how do you possibly love other people? And leadership to me is about loving people. Mm -hmm. So I think we've really got it backwards. And I think our identity in Christ, the more you understand how deeply loved you are, that you don't have to prove anything, that you have nothing to lose, that you need to just lean into this beautiful intimacy with Jesus then you'll naturally lead out of a better place because you feel cared for and loved and you'll, you'll be a better wife or partner or friend or parent because you're not living up to the expectations of others or a distorted view of yourself. You're more and more connected to the real view that you're reflecting Jesus, that you're his image bearer. And that's your, therefore your purpose Mm -hmm. is to reflect Jesus. That's it to reflect Jesus. So as you really experience being loved by Jesus and knowing Jesus and walking with him, you can reflect that. It's just an outpouring. It's a result of it. Mm -hmm. So it's not really just about leadership. It's about life. It's about, it's helped me a lot. I wish when I was younger that this was talked about more. I mean, we talk a lot about the gospel getting saved, but we don't talk about the part of the gospel that's the change of who you become, that you're a brand new person and what that actually means. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I believe it's a very essential truth for every follower of Jesus, no matter what your responsibilities are in life. Amazing. I love it. It's so good in terms of just describing, you know, even how we per- Uh, perceive ourselves or see ourselves and our identity and how much that really does affect other people or the way that we lead or the way that we're in relationship with people. And if for anything else to understand it for that, right? To know I need to love people and love myself first because I need to love them as 
uh, I love myself, but then in order to love myself, I, I need to know and love Jesus, right? I need to, um, you know, know who he is. And that's where it all flows out of our leadership, our life, our relationships. And this is why go back to the point that you made in our email communication beforehand of out of everything, it flows from our identity, right? Let's begin there because that's really where things uh, flow out of. And as we see ourselves how, like, how can we see someone else as a loved, accepted person of Christ if we don't see ourselves right. like that? And therefore, in order right. to see others and treat them in that way, we need to see ourselves in that way. So is there Absolutely. anything that you would say? And oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I know with Zoom, there's always a little delay. I was just going to say, we have to let God love us. Mm-hmm. Like, let God love you and and like he loves Jesus, mm-hmm. like you are his child, just like Jesus is. You have the same rights and privileges as Jesus has. Think of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, if you ever shirk back in your life and think, well, I don't know, I don't really have, you know, either the authority over that or the, like the enemy's just wreaking havoc in my life. Like why? Mm. If you knew who you really were, you would stand up and say, I am a deeply loved child of God. I have the same authority of Christ because he gave it to me. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. of that, I tell the enemy to leave. Yeah. Because of that, I can, I can stand and walk. I can expect healing and deliverance and miracles in my life. Now, there's a, there's a question. Like, do we live our life thinking, oh, well, that's not really for me. Like, more and more, I realize I wasn't expecting those things in my life. Mm-hmm. But look at Jesus' life. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, I give you the th- same authority. Yeah. So we need to walk in that authority of loving people so much that we want them healed, that we want them delivered, that we want them set free. That's out of love. That's mm-hmm. not about wielding unhealthy power. That's like, wow, take seriously the authority and that, that we've been given because the Father sees us the same way he sees Jesus. And so we can operate in our life the same way Jesus operated. Um, I just, it just made my whole following of Jesus way more exciting. I'm like, (laughs) wow, like I can, my whole expectations of my life have changed. The more that I understand if that's how the heavenly father sees me, man, I'm going to start getting serious about doing the things Jesus did and living the way Jesus lived and, Mm -hmm. and living on the edge of that and expecting more out of my you know, being in Christ. So mm-hmm. it's become a great adventure for me as well that, um, you know, I, that's, that raises your expectations in your life and it makes following Jesus just that much more exciting. And, and I've experienced personally seeing his power in my life in greater ways because I now actually believe it. Right. So yeah. I, I would just want that for, that's mm-hmm. the transformation. I'd want that mm-hmm. for every listener to really get serious. Do you really believe? Do you really know who you are in Christ? Because the enemy man, he doesn't, he has no authority over you. He, I, you have the same authority of Jesus. So if the enemy's messing with you, you tell him where to go mm-hmm. and you take the authority of Christ on. And there's just a great joy in walking in that place and then uh, partnering with God in what he wants to do. And then you can lead of a place of great expectancy and great fruitfulness because 
God's all about fruitfulness. That's what he wants. That was our original intent, right? Be fruitful and multiply. Like he, mm-hmm. he wants us to be fruitful in our life. So good, Lori. I think just the explanation uh, throughout this podcast that you've given to understand our identity in Christ is, is honestly, it's uh, as I'm listening, I'm like, man, I've never heard it explained like that. And so if our listeners are listening today, um, I would suggest going back and re-listening to this again and really catching those key points in terms of understanding that, especially if you're in a place where you're feeling, you know, maybe like we like to use the term identity crisis, right? Where is my identity in? Where, you know, what am I focused on? What do I believe about myself or don't believe about myself? What am I saying to myself? Often what we think and believe about ourselves, we can find by what are our thoughts? What are we saying when we really are looking in the mirror or when we're doing something and we mess up? What do we say to ourselves in those moments? And those are indications of really where what we believe and what we think. So what would be one or two things that you would just leave our listeners with today? I'd say, look at Jesus. Really look at Jesus and really believe that the Father sees you the same way he sees Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and really own that and then start living your life the way Jesus lived his life. Look very closely at how Jesus lived his life. He was in intimacy with God, like spend time in prayer and love Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Talk to God, like about everything. He talked to the father about everything. Like prayer was super important to Jesus. Fuel up and then expect miracles in your life. Expect healing and deliverance in your life. Expect those things because look at how Jesus lived his life. He, he, He noticed people. Yeah. He stopped and talked to people who were broken. He, sh- he shared the good news of himself. He, he performed miracles and whatever the miracle was that was needed at the time, Jesus brought that because he had that authority. He didn't let the enemy mess with him. And he, he just absolutely partnered with God. He did whatever the father told him to do. Like the more that you can live that way, just practically, be in relationship with Jesus, look at Jesus, talk to the father. You know, you learn about Jesus by reading the Bible. Like mm-hmm. it's not about uh, duty. It's about, it's about devotion. Like just go into the word of God now and say, how can I be like you? How can I live like you? How can I think like you? And then watch the fruitfulness in your life. Start paying attention to God, how God measures fruitfulness. Like start making goals in your life that aren't about you know, earthly achievements so much as in kingdom minded thinking, like what are kingdom goals, Mm -hmm. more people to the kingdom of God. That's what it means to multiply more people following Jesus, more people loving the father, more people being in Christ. So, you know, you got to get real about the great commission and the great commandment, loving the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and loving your neighbor as you love yourself Mm -hmm. and go and take the gospel into all the world. And you don't have to save the whole world, but you need to be operating out of a place where you are his ambassador. You represent him. So like every day, just say, what can I, what are we going to do today? Mm -hmm. What are we going to do today? Mm -hmm. And that's how I live my days now. Like, what do you want to do today, God? If I'm in the grocery store, look at what would Jesus do when he walked in the grocery store? I bet you he would find somebody that needs prayer. 
Mm. I bet you he would find someone that needs to be reminded that they're loved. They might even need someone who needs healing that day. Like, wouldn't it be an exciting life to live every day on purpose and leave the results up to God and mm -hmm. just walk with him intimately, just as Jesus did. That's really how practical it is. It really is just a day by day experience of saying, what do you want to do today, God? Mm -hmm. And uh, walking so connected to him. It's beautiful. That's amazing. Such good practical steps in terms of taking what we've talked about and how we live that out. So looking forward to your um, Bible study on this, hopefully in the near future. And why don't you tell any of our listeners today how they can find out more about um, where they can access some of your teachings that you already have out or see you on 700 Club Canada or wherever else they might find you. Sure. You can go to always go to lauriehartshorn.com. That's sort of my personal website speaking. And my, my first video series, Finding Freedom, is all on there. All the videos are on there our personal family story and transformation in our life. Um, but 700club.ca is our daily uh, TV show. And you can see the shows right on there on our YouTube channel. Uh, so yeah, follow us on Facebook and then yeah, you can see Teaching Daily there. Great. Thank you so much for being on today's podcast, Lori. Thanks, Emily. Really appreciate you cheering you on. You are a great leader and uh, I just love what you're doing. Thank you for listening to our Multipliers Minutes, where we discuss leadership keys that will empower you to develop your passion and multiply your influence. For more, check out www.multipliersleadership.com.